going to be uh, thinking a little bit about the reading that we heard a minute ago, so if you'd like to have your Bibles open, that would be a good thing, but most of the Bible passages will be on the screen, so uh, if you're struggling to find the passage, don't panic, because it will be up there. I've got a question for you to start with. I hope you're feeling talkative. If you could be anybody in the whole world, living or dead, who would it be? Fictional, non-fictional, who would it be if you could be anybody in the whole world. I'd like you to tell the person that you're sat next to, who would it be? Did you say Bob Marley? Bob Marley. Okay. We're Hopefully uh, you were able to tell somebody, somebody you'd like to be, and maybe a reason why as well. Let me show you who I'd quite like to be like. I'd really like to be Kylie Minogue. I think my husband would really like me to be Kylie Minogue too, but... Um, when I was growing up, Kylie Minogue was still in Neighbours, and I really wanted to be Kylie Minogue. Not only did she have a wonderful voice, but she was like a really good tomboy, and she could do things with cars and be a mechanic. And she also got to marry Jason Donovan, and various other reasons. Uh, but Kylie Minogue, for me, is somebody I quite like to be a little bit more like. Not only is she beautiful, not only can she sing, not only is she famous and rich. Uh, I think over the last couple of years, we've seen a different side to Kylie, as she's battled with cancer a side that wouldn't give up, a side that uh, was very determined to fight and to do something good uh, as she struggled herself. Kylie Minogue, I think, is an amazing person, but I was also thinking who else I'd like to be like. quite like to be a little bit more like my mum, because she can cook really well. And uh, I also thought I'd quite like to be a little bit more like Heather Marsden, actually, because she's always looking beautiful. She's got a lovely wardrobe, so I quite like your wardrobe, actually, Heather. That would be good. I wonder who you said you'd quite like to be more like. And I'm sure you've all got a reason why you'd more like to be that person. Uh, maybe it's because they've inspired you in some way. Maybe it's because they've got something that you quite like, a, uh, a nice car, or maybe they're good at something that you'd quite like to be good at, a famous footballer or something. You might think, I want to be like that because they're really good at playing football. I wonder who you said you wanted to be like. Last year we had Superhero Sunday. Some of you might remember that. And we had all the kids turning up and dressed up as Batman and Spider-Man. And we even had a Lance uh, Armstrong, the famous bike rider. We had lots of people coming dressed as somebody that they would quite like to be like. I was like Mrs. Incredible, I seem to remember. But today we're not thinking about somebody famous or even a fictional character that we would like to be like. We're thinking today about being a little bit more like Jesus the Bible says that we need to become more and more like Jesus. That Bible passage we just read a minute ago uh, says this. Instead of living like you did before, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to grow more and more to be like Jesus. And it goes on in the next bit that we didn't read, chapter 5, to say, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. That second bit's really important. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Who would you like to be more like? I'm sure some of you extra keen ones on the front row because I heard you said, I want to be more like Jesus. I heard you. 
And actually, we joke about it, but God wants us to be more like Jesus. But why? But why? Well, Ephesians 1, uh, sorry, Ephesians 4 verse 1 says that we need to live our lives worthy of the calling we have received. In the uh, New Living Translation, it says, live your life of your calling, for you have been called by God. We need to have a life like Jesus had. What kind of life did Jesus have? We're going to think a little bit about that, but uh, this is an old dude, and he's called Frederick W. Robertson. He lived uh, back in the 1800s, and I think this is really helpful. Brethren, that means church, people, happiness is not our being's end and aim. The Christian aim is perfection, not happiness. And every one of the sons of God must have something of that spirit which marked his master. He knew that God wants us to become more and more like Jesus. And that's what's on our steps, that step on is all about. It's about stepping on with God, not kind of just going through life as we get older and older, but actually growing to become more and more and more like Jesus. For Bethany and Nathan, today is a really important day, but tomorrow will come around quite quick. And tomorrow is a day where they have to say, I'm going to follow God today as well. I'm going to grow more and more to be like Jesus. That's the same for all of us here. So what on earth was Jesus like? I've got four Ps that you should be able to remember uh, that might help you. Firstly, Jesus was very purposeful. He was purposeful, purposeful. Everything that Jesus said did can be summed up in this Bible passage here. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus' main purpose was to come to the world to show everybody that God loved them and to show everybody that God was longing for that relationship with them like we've seen already in the testimonies. God longs for us to be his friend. God longs for us to be uh, to know him and to love him and to serve him. God longs for that relationship. And he sent his son, Jesus, with a purpose. And Jesus lived that life and ultimately died that death to show us that God loves us. He was, pers- he was purposeful in everything he did. There's some great stories in the uh, Gospels that we can read about. uh, Matthew 19 talks about a paralyzed man being healed. Mark 1 verse 29 talks about Simon's mother-in-law being healed. The way that Jesus healed people showed that God loved them. The way that Jesus spoke to people showed that God loved them. Think of the woman at the well if you've heard that sermon that Simon preached a few weeks ago. The way that Jesus spent time with his disciples, it wasn't just hanging around doing nothing. He spent time and it was full of purpose to show them and tell them that God loved them. Jesus' life, everything he did was because he had a purpose. He knew what his purpose was and he wanted to live that purpose in everything he did. It's almost like Jesus was a stick of rock. This is Blackpool Rock. Jesus was a little bit like a stick of rock. Right the way through him was his purpose. He wanted to live for God in everything he did. Jesus was purposeful. He did everything for God. Right through Jesus' life, his behaviour, his 
actions, everything was to show others that God loved them. Don't know about you, but my life's a little bit more like this. I found this this week and I thought it was me. There's a pie chart of my life broken down. I spend quite a lot of time sleeping. I spend quite a lot of time working. I probably spend a bit more than that eating, actually. But I do spend an awful lot of time looking for things that I thought I had three minutes ago. If you'd seen me on the way to church, I think I went back in the house about four times to collect things, and I still forgot things. Is your life perhaps a little bit more like that? Do you know your purpose? Jesus lived a life full of purpose, and everything he did reflected that purpose. Do you want to live a life like that? Do you want to be more like Jesus and be more purposeful? The second P is the word pure. Jesus was pure in every way. What does pure mean? It means complete, to be morally good, to not be mixed. If I was wearing a pure linen suit, I would be somewhat creased, I should imagine. But I wouldn't have anything else mixing with that linen. It would just be pure linen. Jesus was pure. There was no evil in him, no sin in him. There was nothing bad about him. He was perfect. Can you imagine living with a man like that? Jesus is 12 years old and his brother comes rushing in and says, Mummy, Jesus hit me. Mary says, now John, we know that's not true, don't we? Can you imagine it? Jesus lied. Well, I'm sorry, Mary, that's just not true. He was perfect in every way. Jesus was pure. Can you imagine being such a man, someone who'd never done anything he regretted, never going to bed with that guilty feeling that he hadn't done something that he should have or had done something that he shouldn't have. Jesus was pure in every way. And we read about that in Hebrews. This is what it says. The high priest is Jesus. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who was tempted in every way. He lived as a man, and he, like us, lived in every way that we could have. But he was different, because yet he was without sin. That's what it says in the Bible. He lived a life that was pure. Jesus had to make some sacrifices to live a life that was pure. And he taught about purity a lot, about sexual purity, about living a life uh, without lying. He taught and lived a life of justice to all. And he taught and lived a life where he genuinely thought of others before himself. Can you imagine living such a life? The next thing that Jesus was, was peaceful. This is John Bunyan. He wrote a, a very famous book called The Pilgrim's Progress. And he says this, If we have not quiet in our minds... Our outward comfort will be no more to us than a golden slipper on a gouty foot. I thought I'd put a picture of John Bunyan rather than a gouty foot on the screen. But he's saying, unless you feel peaceful on the inside, it's like having a really moldy foot. And you might put a gorgeous shoe on it, but actually it doesn't cover up the fact that inside you're still not peaceful. You might not be feeling peaceful. If you put a big smile on it, it still doesn't cover up the fact that you do not feel peace. Jesus was a man of peace. Jesus just 
wanted to express peace in everything he did. Now, you might say, looking at some of Jesus' life, he doesn't look particularly peaceful on the outside. And some of the situations that he was in were often far from peaceful. But Jesus had that inner security, that inner peace that was with him. Jesus had that, that sense of peace that God gives. And not only does that, he said he's going to give it to us. This is what it says in John. Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus talking to uh, his disciples. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives, but do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. Notice he says, do not let your heart be troubled. He's wanting us to not just have that peace on the outside, but that sense of peace on the inside. That's the way that Jesus lived. And I've never met anybody who doesn't want to feel peaceful on the inside. I've never met anybody who doesn't struggle with stress and strain. And Jesus says, I lived a life of peace. I give that peace to you too. The final P is Jesus lived a life of power. Again, if you look through Jesus' life, you see so many occasions when he used power. He performed healings. He looked and saw demons, and he confronted them with the power of God. He uh, was, uh, showed power in the way that he taught and with authority as he spoke to the wind and the waves and said, be quiet, we don't want a rocky boat journey. Go away, storm. I need Jesus on a ferry trip. I really do. Jesus would have been an exciting man to be around because he knew the power of God. We need to look at the resurrection, which we've uh, talked a little bit about uh, this morning already, to know that Jesus was all-powerful. He defeated death. Death couldn't hold him. He died, but he came back from the dead. He was powerful. The Bible says that Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his control and that he had come from God and was returning to God. But Jesus' power came from God, the one who created the whole universe. But it wasn't a proud power. Look at me, I can heal. Jesus was humble. He never boasted about this power. And the power of God that he showed brings healing, brings hope, brings forgiveness, brings joy, brings security, brings freedom. Can you imagine living a life where you know the power of God working in you? Can you imagine living a life where you know the power of God is working through you to bless others? Can you imagine such a life? Jesus is an awesome man. If you don't know him, grab a Bible today. Talk to somebody about reading it. He has got some amazing things that he has done while he was here on earth. And he can change your life if you get to know about him. He was purposeful. He knew what his purpose was. He was pure in every way. He was peaceful. He was powerful. I thought of loads more peace that I could bore you with till this evening, if you fancy. He was prayerful. He was passionate. He was productive, fruitful in all he did. But enough peace. I'm sure you'll want your Sunday lunch. Jesus is an amazing man. And for us who are Christians here, God wants you to be more like Jesus. That's the long and short of it. God wants you to be more like Jesus. The passage we read says that uh, God will continue to provide preachers and teachers and evangelists until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son 
that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up the full and complete standards of Christ. That sounds huge. Sounds exciting to become more like Jesus because he was an incredible man. But as Christians, every day we need to say, God, help me to grow to be more like Jesus. So how on earth do we do it? You can say, Claire, yep, understand, I've got to be more like Jesus. But actually, that's really quite tricky. He was perfect. Oh, my day was far from perfect. I was far from perfect. One way we try is to try really, really hard. You might have tried this. I certainly have. And it seems to be the most common method of trying to grow to be more like Jesus. We try really hard. So we say, I'm going to read my Bible for three hours every morning before I go to work. I'm going to try really hard to pray more. I'm going to try really hard to go to church every single time I possibly can. Try to do more from God. Try, try, try. Now, the trying method is trying, actually, because it's really, really hard work, and it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. You can do all of those things and still discover you're not really growing in Christ. You're just becoming increasingly frustrated. This year, I decided to become green-fingered. It was a challenge for me, but I decided I was going to grow some chilies. My chilies did not look like this. I would have liked them to, but actually, I had a nice pot and it had a nice chilli plant in it and it had seven chilies on it. I was very pleased with myself because it made seven very good curries. As I planted that chilli plant, it was quite small when it started, I noticed very quickly that a chilli plant needs an awful lot of water, especially if it's planted in a pot. And every single morning I had to go out and water this blessed plant. And every single evening I also had to go out and water this blessed plant. By about week six, Richard was going out every single morning to water the uh, blessed plant. And most evenings he was going too. Imagine you are a chili plant. None of you look like chili plants, but imagine for a moment that you are. Do you know what? We need watering to grow. That plant, that chili plant, would not have produced any chilies if I had not watered it or Richard hadn't. The Holy Spirit does just that. You're a chili plant, you're a plant. Your roots are in Christ. And the Holy Spirit wants to lead us. The Holy Spirit wants to guide us. The Holy Spirit wants to challenge us. The Holy Spirit wants to help us to grow, to be more like Jesus. No stressing, no trying really hard with no apparent consequence. We need to allow Holy Spirit to do his job. In 4 verse 23 it says, instead of trying, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. I love God because he wants us to be more like Jesus, which is quite exciting in itself, but he doesn't expect us to do it on, his, on our own. He doesn't expect us to read the Bible uh, without his Spirit's help. He doesn't expect us to uh, grow on our own. We need that water, the Holy Spirit, to help us grow. How can we do that? How can we do that? This is what it says uh, in Corinthians. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. The hymn is Jesus and the Holy Spirit wants to help us to grow. And so how do we do that? We allow Holy Spirit access, access all areas 
to our lives. We are say to God, I want to grow and be more like Jesus, but I can't do it on my own. I need your help. I need you to help me to pray and read my Bible because actually those are good things to do because they allow God's Spirit to work through us. As you're reading your Bible, you're not just reading about something that happened in the past. You're reading with the eyes of someone who wants to grow and be like Christ and allowing God to help you with that. And the Bible will become alive. It's exciting. When you pray, if you ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, you'll soon discover your prayer life will change. When you spend time with other Christians, you can either just spend time catching up on how the week is, or you can allow the Holy Spirit to use you and speak through you and ask that from the same person. And those conversations, that fellowship will grow and change. The Holy Spirit wants to help you become more and more like Jesus. We're going to uh, sing a song. And the final, uh, second verse says this. No, third verse. Stir in me the songs that you are singing. Fill my gaze with the things that are yet unseen. Give me faith to move in works of power. And the final line, really important, making me more like Jesus. And as we sing this song and prepare ourselves for communion, maybe you want to say, God, I want to be more like Jesus. I know he was amazing. I know he was incredible. Some of you might want to say, I don't really know you very well, Jesus. Help me to find out more about you. Maybe some of us need to say, help us to grow every day to be more like Jesus. Let's use this song to prepare ourselves for communion, but also as a commitment soul. Oh, my soul, a 